Hey, hello, and welcome to Southside Trap Podcast, a podcast that helps you stay outside with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Here today to recap a Chicago Red Stars victory. Chicago Red Stars defeat Houston Dash 3-1 in their Challenge Cup opener. And we got some pleasant surprises throughout this match. We got to get through all the X's and O's as much as we can. And we also have to go ahead and preview the upcoming match against Kansas City Current. So there's so much to get through here today that I cannot get through alone because no one can do anything alone. So I'm here today with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins. Aka the scam originator, Claire. How are you doing tonight? We're we're throwing it back, doing a late night one of these. I know we're doing an evening one. I'm I'm good. Uh, it <laughs> this uh yeah this week has been has been kind of funny because it's spring break for a lot of people, um, which affects my my non soccer job. So it's been a little bit of like I'm trying to be very zen this week with like other people's schedules. So that's kind of like what we're doing right now. We're being very uh. We're, we're, we're filling it in, in the evening. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I mean, that game was great. Wasn't it? I loved it. Um, I mean, we previewed this match. First of all, we came back from a little bit of a lengthy, little bit of a mental break for us to right. Uh, reintroduced ourselves to the community, uh, reintroduced ourselves to the space a little bit because we were gone for a little while and, but rest our soccer, came back so we decided to also <laughs> come back after taking a little bit of time away Red Stars travel down to Houston to go ahead and kick off the challenge cup and in our preview we were wondering what we were going to see that's kind of ultimately what we left off in in the preview we didn't put any expectations on it we really were just like open to the possibility of what the Red Stars could and or would look like in their first NWSL action with Chris Petroselli as head coach. And uh, it turns out it was a win. So to sort of kick things off, throw it back to how we usually do our previews, let's maybe take a look at the starting 11 and uh, get our reactions on that. For the Chicago Red Stars, they lined up as followed on the road. They had Alyssa Nair and Nett, Tatum, Malazzo, Tierna Davidson, Zoe Morse to run out the back line. Aaron Wright, Danny Colaprigo, Vanessa Di Bernardo, Bianca, St. George's, sort of rounding out the midfield there. Mallory Pugh, Yuki Nagasato, Ella Stevens rounding out the attacking line there. I mean, we saw three defenders. We saw many defenders, but defenders in different positions. What, what were some of your initial reactions when you saw this line of job, Claire? Yeah, so... Right. Five defenders listed, which can mean a lot of different things. Um, and certainly the, the graphic on the, on the broadcast was not particularly useful. I think they had Bianca and George up as a forward and yeah. yes, of course she can do that, but that didn't really make any sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, I figured it was kind of like what we talked about in the, in the last episode, which is they like flexibility on the wings. And I think they probably knew that they would need it against Houston, which, uh, cause they have Maria Sanchez. And I'm actually like a, to, to talk about kind of what it actually ended up looking like. I'm looking at the, the pass map for, uh, for Chicago. And yes, it was definitely a back three in spacing, but in terms of like what Bianca and George was actually doing, it was more of a traditional outside back role. Cause she had to defend a lot. Right. And oh, so yeah. she got pushed back a little bit and actually so did Yuki Nagasato. They both were in a more defensive 
stance um, just to sort of contain what Houston was doing, especially in that first half. And then you had Aaron Wright pushing forward a little bit more, not shocking, right? We talked about that. Um, and then Ellis Stevens, that was the other one too, where people weren't yeah. sure if Pew was going to be in front of Stevens, if Stevens was going to be what blah, blah, blah. But it actually really turned out that Pew was more of a, a classic winger, which is what she's been doing with the U.S., and, and Stevens was, was more central. So it really turned into more of like a three, four, three, but not unlike last year, the having, having those five defenders means that at any time it could become a five back four back. So there was a lot of flexibility there. And I think that's what we kind of expected, right? Yeah. Sort of like looking at this first half, right. Between these two sides, never really felt like either side of the pitch was feeling too stretched out in any capacity. I think when I was watching this game, just sort of doing the eye test, I'm like, well, yes, there's five defenders out there and that's to be expected that maybe either side of the flank is going to get higher or lower depending on the ebbs and flow of the match. Right. But I never, I didn't actually feel at any point that there was either back line, but the rest are specifically kind of getting too stretched too thin or any, anything like that. Cause that's, I'm going to, I got a front. That was something that I was looking for kind of early on in the match, because we sort of saw last year, you know, the rest are kind of find themselves absorbing, absorbing, absorbing some pressure at times until maybe they either broke or they didn't break. Right. And we sort of see within the opening 20 minutes of this match with this first goal coming, uh, it comes, you know, for, for the dash off of a set piece, right? Because again, shout out to Maria Sanchez, putting in work, forcing, drawing fouls, right? Play stops, set piece, gets through on goal with the, with Katie Naughton being able to sort of sweep away uh, the ball into the back of the net to get the, the breakthrough goal. Yeah. I mean, even before getting to that, I think maybe when we talk about the three back, I want to be very specific about that. So we mentioned St. George and we mentioned, right. But actually, if you want to talk about like the biggest change in the defense, it was that Tatum Malazzo was playing in the three, the three back. She was not playing outside back. She was playing center back with Tierna Davidson and Zoe Morse. And so even though the outside back roles, whether it was a five or a three alternated, um, what was very clear was that Chicago was playing with a three center back system yep. and Tatum Malazzo, rather than was being an outside back backs. was one of those center backs. And she did great. Actually. Oh, she, awesome. yeah. she was probably Chicago's best performer overall though. Pew, I mean, Pew was lights out, but, but I think that if you talk about sort of the new system, Malazzo looked, looked really good. And, and so you talk about that first goal. So if you look overall, Houston was not able to do much in, in the, right. the center of the pitch at all. And, and part of that, it has as much to do with Houston as it does with Chicago. Houston uh, lost two very good midfielders and then three because they had to push Sophie Schmidt back, back. into center yeah. back. Right. So um, their, their midfield is not the same. And so the way they dealt with that is by spraying things out wide as they do. Right. Uh, fame. What did Rachel's daily say about Chicago? Uh, said back to shit. Our shit. So, yeah. And Maria Sanchez is fantastic. Right. And yeah. I, but I do want to commence in George for not getting a red card. First of all, yeah, <laughs> if, clap, clap, clap. That's, clap, that's something that's to celebrate hundred percent. Um, and she had a hard job. She was, she was, yeah. uh, right. Did not have to, did not have to track back as much. Cause they, they no, didn't have as much going on on the other side. So. And also like, no, there's like zero disrespect in us. Like when talking about Houston, like their wingers are good, man. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Maria yeah, yeah. Sanchez yeah. is good. Like Nichelle Prince is good. Right. <laughs> like, when you are giving Rachel daily freedom, like she's good. 
Right. You know, so I was nervous when she got that early. It's a, that it's a maybe, stellar, it's a stellar front three, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I was a little nervous that when, when San Georgia did pick up that yellow, I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah. is this the path that we're going to see BSG walking yeah, down and then again? Just the like, fact what's going that on it here? directly turned into a goal. I was like, oh my God, she cannot <sighs> catch a break. Yeah. 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 It definitely, but, it, very early on in the game, it absolutely yeah. had that vibe for a second. It was like, listen, it was like, we're watching something not so new here, right? Because we did we did see Chicago, you know, towards sort of that latter stage of the 2021 season as they were making their playoff push. Like you have the bodies that you have, or you have the toes that you have. And we saw them kind of trying to play this this more connective soccer, right? And we're maybe seeing that spill over a little bit into into this season. It's a tr- like having these very smart players playing in some of these roles, right? I think maybe in some seasons prior, if we would have seen the Chicago SRC team try to go into a three back and play like some Pep Guardiola type soccer, would have been like, this is not the team that you do that with. But I don't necessarily feel one way or the other about seeing this team come out here and play the way that they did. So in this opening 20 minutes, for them to get this goal in the 20 minutes, I felt... Like it sort of had some some prior common trends in the past where I'm like, oh, look, here's a, here's a foul from Bianca St. George's. <laughs> like the wingers are getting very active for Houston. Uh, early foul there. Like they're trying to have this three back that's sometimes a five back. Like how is that going to play if one of these players gets in, in foul trouble? Like what's that going to look like? Turns out the cool thing about this is that it didn't mean shit it meant that this team and these players specifically didn't freak out they didn't collapse or steer away from what they were already initially kind of working towards and this equalizer from mal Pugh was like two parts i think the team just ensuring that they weren't going to go away themselves and like smart play from Mallory Pugh. I think it was like equal parts of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think it was that emotional. Like, I don't think that that also that early goal, the ball kind of filtered through the box. It was a lucky rebound off of a nayer, a very good nayer initial save. Like, I don't think that that goal was anything. If Nichelle Prince, like 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 if like the body language wasn't. Yeah. Like if Nichelle Prince and and Rachel Daly had like been able to two time it in around the three back and got in on goal and scored, that's one thing, but that's not what happened. Right. So it wasn't a system failure that led to the goal against. And so I think that that was an issue, but like, yeah, I don't think that I, I didn't, I was, maybe it was just me, but I did not think like once Houston went down that that was like a a nerve wracking thing in any way. Um, and then but the other really nice thing though about that the goal that Chicago scored the equalizer is um it was again it was a, a really nice passing sequence between Tatum Malazzo to yeah. Ellis Stevens to Pew Pew had to I'm not actually sure they gave Stevens that assist which I think is rude but uh because <laughs> Pew did have to move a little bit but I thought that that pass played her in on goal really nicely um but it was a little bit more central, right? They, they did not go out wide. That wasn't like spraying it out to right to send a cross in. It was, it was progressing the ball through the center of the pitch, which I think was really positive. And I, I actually kind of disagree that I thought they played in any way, like they played in, in 2021. I thought that, um, 
I mean, they obviously did not have Morgan Gatra, but you can see how she's going to fit yeah. right in. Um, their, their passing accuracy for this match, I believe is, was higher than any game they played in a match last year. <laughs> no, I looked. Yes. I, you know what, uh, even without having like that in yeah. front of me right now, I believe you. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, so there's last year's passing was not great. Right. Um, and so there was that different element as well, where it did not feel like we were watching Chicago have to over defend or spend too much time in space. You know, it was not that it was pretty balanced actually between teams in terms of possession. I think it was like 53, 47 or something like it, it was pretty, pretty even between the two. And, and, and so I think that that was, was really nice. And I just think that the other thing, when you're talking about players like Biakis and George or whatever, like I, quite frankly, you know, uh, Chicago did not rotate last year for, for, for big stretches oh, of the season. Yeah. They did not rotate at all. Zoe Morse did not play at all. Ella Stevens did not play at all. Um, and, and so you get these players in and they obviously show their quality and you go, well, yeah, like when someone starts treating this team like normal, they can do normal, cool things. And, and so yeah. I think that there was that element as well. And I think that's part of where the calm came from. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that we don't want to overstate the psychology of this match because I don't think that's fair because it would be it would be 100% projecting. We don't know yeah. how they're feeling. Um, but I think um, when you see and the NWSL in general, when you see calm heads on the field, that generally means that uh, they have not been primed to freak out. And I think that that's what we saw uh, in this game. And I also just think going back to the equalizer, um, I'm not sure Mallory Pugh has like ever been this good before. She's been like young and good, right? She's been like run and gun, young and good. And then last year, she was playing in a very particular system that was incredibly rigid. Um, and now I think we are about to see like 3.0. And I think that's also what we saw in this game. So, yeah, I think it showed a little bit, right? Like who's coming off of some pretty interesting games at the national team level, right? When we're looking at Mal Pugh and doing what she did in this game. I like that you brought up with, players like Ella Steven and players like Zoe Morris and two players who were part of the roster, but just didn't see time on the pitch in 2021. And I think that's just sort of what I'm alluding to What I'm just thinking of like noticing how there weren't any weren't. And it wasn't like bad body language, I guess is you know what I'm saying when I'm looking at players like that, like no one looked lost out there. Yeah, for sure. And I thought it was very, 100%. very impressive. hundred percent. Well, considering that there's a couple players who have been with the team for a little while uh but are finally getting minutes basically and sometimes maybe that could be overwhelming especially if you go down a goal early but we didn't see that i mean even like talking about you know bsg getting that, that yellow but i mean like zoe morse picked up that yellow like right before half time yeah it's <laughs> you know true. what i mean yeah. like that yeah, too yeah. i was like oh man like i would hate yeah. to like i don't want to see like this player who had such a good first half like get in her head like into the second half and you know what like when they came out in the second half like that was true that came to be like that she didn't get in her head like they yeah. still continued to execute their game plan and go out there and continue to play the game of soccer and eventually take a lead which i mean we maybe have to like talk about houston dash a little bit yeah we got sense. i mean it's jokes right? a little, it's a, it's jokes a little bit right like i know that i know that houston fans were pretty upset about that and i get it Listen, i really do 
Listen, I really yeah, do get it. I but do before get it. we get into it, the second half kicks off, right? Yeah. And we got to talk about some substitutions real mm-hmm. quick. We yeah. got to talk about Ava Cook coming on, and we yeah. got to talk about Sarah Griffith coming on into the start of second half and where they're replacing Ella Stevens and Vanessa DiBernardo, right? So we get these two rookies coming into the mix. And we were like, again, we love jokes, right? So we're like talking about Ava Cook, right? like, but oh my God, like watching these two players come into this second half and just get out there and be able to just play ball, mm-hmm. go do some stuff. And the stuff that they did was cool. Yeah. It ends up and just kind of fearless too, right? Like it didn't feel maybe this is the challenge cup of it all, right? Chaos cup, yeah. but um it didn't feel like I mean, again, they didn't look they didn't look scared. And yeah. and we know and we have some insight now as to why the Red Stars might have looked scared in the past to make a mistake. And yeah. I you did not see that, I don't think. The other person I just want to highlight because she didn't come up at all, but like in the best way is Danny Colaprico. Cole Prico had a great game. Great game. And and you can't you can't just send these players up top just to like run around yeah. unless you have yeah. a six who's like really holding it down. And so that's the other actually nice thing about the three back, right? Is because we talked a lot last year about um the four player box that Chicago kind of had between the center backs and the sixes. And so now it's more of like a baseball diamond, I guess, yeah. <laughs> where, you've got, where you've got the three center backs and then you've got the six in front of them, but a it's diamond, the same, but it's, it's the, the, yeah, baseball variety. The, the box became a baseball diamond, <laughs> um, but it's the same general concept. And I think if, when you talk about the through line between last year to this year, making it really, really difficult to play in specifically like the 18 yard box and the seam right in front of it that is 100% part of the DNA of what Chicago has been doing defensively. And so they tweaked it, but they didn't change it significantly. And it worked really well. Rachel Daly did not have a great game. No, uh, we're talking about like impact players, maybe a little bit now at this point is we're starting to reach like this hour mark of the game, right? Like who's going to get in there and maybe get rough and tumble and try to like take the game back. Right. Cause we're talking at this point, it's like a, it's a one, one match approaching the hour mark right but it ends up it ends up being like chicago and their rookies you know chicago and like their 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 newbie and 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 their veterans at this point because i'm i might be including mal Pugh in this just a little bit because like no she's not new to the league but she's a young player still right in terms of age but this is tech like her second year with the red stars you know so like we're getting to see a mal Pugh in the second level of the red stars and like we're approaching this hour of uh, of the game and Ava Cook and Sarah Griffith are like doing some cool things on the pitch. You're talking about getting a couple shots off, getting a couple crosses in, right? Playing out of pressure at moments. And you have this moment where like Aaron Wright, again, is this player who's getting high and involved in the attack. Having Pew obviously being a menace, right? Serving something up. Aaron Wright getting there. They win a corner on this play, right? With this connection between Pew and Wright. And on this, on this corner, um, is where this, uh, foul is committed and people are like feeling a certain way about it. Who are we to say that a foul was not committed? (laughs) Exactly. You know, um, uh, we are not the officials. There is an official on the pitch and they are the ones who make those calls. Yeah. But I will say this, 
there was a moment in which watching all of the react, like the real time reaction to it, right? And the truth of the matter is both both of these things are true, right? Maybe in, in a certain capacity that like there was a foul that was committed and those fouls aren't given in NWSL. Or right? even so like, were not given prior in the game, right? I think that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like all of these true things are like here. It's a, it's a good, it's a really good point, actually. When PKs are called in the NWSL, it's never really like an argument of was it a foul or was it not a foul? It's always the question of like, why now? Why, why did you issue? Why did you yeah. give me why is then? Why now is this a penalty kick, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, we saw... I, I thought the two cards that, that Sanchez drew were, were good. Those were yeah. good calls. I think yeah, that absolutely. putting those defenders on watch early was the right thing to do. Obviously, I think you could look at the tape and say, why didn't Sanchez get some of those calls in the box? Yep. Um, why didn't Prince get those calls in the box? Yep. Sure. Like, I agree with that. It is yeah. always that, like, that. why now? Um, yeah. But it happened, you know, but it, but it happened. You had, yeah, you had, you had young rookie Ava cook drawn a foul, right. And, and, and getting awarded the, the penalty, the official points of the spot. Sophie Smith is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and like so many and, others yeah, are as yeah. well, yeah. you know? Um, and I would also be in the same way if like, uh, this is my first game with my team that I've been with for a little while being asked to be pushed back in the center back position, right. Having some new things and maybe extra things asked of me. Right. And then on top of that, in this game, I just got, you know, called for a fall of the box. So tough night. Right. But yeah. goes the red stars way. And this part, I, I will say maybe couldn't, the confusion, like the pleasant surprise, I won't say confusion, but the pleasant surprise part for me was the moment in which the penalty was taken um, because the confusion for me wasn't so much that the call was given. It was just like, well, maybe if these calls were actually awarded or these fouls were given more often, it would there would be a little less confusion or there would right. be a little less discourse, right? That was my initial take on it. But my other like part of it that was like pleasantly surprised was that Aaron Wright was the one yeah. to step up and take this penalty kick, which was a little surprising for me. I was absolutely expecting someone like Yugi Nagasato to step up. Yeah. It's interesting. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, I didn't ask at, after the game, like who made that call or who asked for it, but I, you know, Aaron Wright did say before the game, she said in, in their press availability, um, that she's taken stepping into a leadership role really seriously. You know, she's one yeah. of the better veterans, like true capital V veterans left on this team. And, yes. um, and, and she wants to be that player. And obviously Morgan Gatra was not on the field. She's probably their number one penalty taker, right. Based on last year. Um, and yeah, why not Yuki? I don't, I don't know. I mean that, that Yuki penalty that she took, um, in 20, God, 2019, I think that was kind of like a random thing itself. And, and I don't know, it's just like, who's, who's feeling what that day, but, um, I love Wait, it. Shout out yeah, to uh, she, she's mama stepping up and learning it. Miss. Yep. That's right. all of a sudden it was a uh, two one and it feels good, right? When you kind of have that lead, maybe around the hour mark and you want, I, I wondered, it's an I feel statement. I wondered at one point if there was going to be a moment where, you know, this team tapped into, you know, old red stars tactics where it's like, you know what we should do bunker with like yeah, 30 right. minutes left in a game. Right. Which, uh, Look, again, no disrespect to Houston, which is, that's a dangerous team to do that against. You know, they love to whip that ball in and just yeah. sort of see what happens, you know? Um, but they got a, 
they got a beautiful insurance goal. They sure did. And I wish I could say like, yes, that was a system goal, but no, it, it was not. If you look, <laughs> it was just, you look players, at Chicago's, yeah. If you look at Chicago's shot map, you've got a lot of actually like good, well-placed shots, right? The XG was about the yeah. same between Houston yeah. and Chicago. Um, Houston got a lot at the, cause oh, Chicago did bunker up too. They bunkered for like the last 15 minutes, which yes. makes sense. But, um, yes. but yeah, so that XG, the XG on that chance, that Malpew chance to go three, oh, one was like 0.15 maybe. Yeah. Um, it's, it was not just like just outside the box. It was like halfway between the box and the halfway line. Yes. It was um, distance. And I think it, the way the ball moved in the air was because it hit a defender's foot. Is that right? That kind of whipped it up. I was like, there's maybe a little bit of a deflection. Right. At one point, you know, uh, not that it was not a shot. It it was, Oh no, it was a deliberate shot on goal. Right. But there was, uh, maybe a little bit of Nick of luck. It just gave it like this backspin. That was just a little bit unpredictable, but, and it just made it that much harder to save that it would have been initially. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Colaprico again, had the good game, getting credited with the assist on that one, but going up, uh, you know, the hour mark two, one versus like three, one obviously feels, I think a little bit different. Right. And I think at this point, if you're Houston, right, you're looking to try to get something going because there's still obvious, obviously enough time to make something happen. Uh, they made some substitutions of themselves, uh, Zali coming in just after that goal and then picking up a foul, like <laughs> just, just minutes later, just yeah. Houston was just not able to come back i think from from that penalty not even that third goal but really that penalty i I think we saw a little bit of a mental breakdown there in in the first game out there i I think maybe part of that has to do with it you know it's your first game you're like well fuck it this didn't go the way that we went yep this is annoying let's just keep trying and trying and trying and and we saw that we saw that houston dash like final 15 flurry right like when you go to houston you know you're going to be playing in a swamp and they know you're coming to play in like a a sauna you know so they'll like try to reserve some of that and whip you and whip you and like whip crosses like whip cross you to death in those final 15 minutes and we saw that happen in this game but just uh you know chicago had that insurance goal and they just didn't break yeah um yeah it seemed like they um, might have it seems like they yeah, could have well, I mean, you're coming yeah. up with that ridiculous right what did yeah. i call it a fuck that shit say yeah right like awesome yeah no it was she looked sharp i mean she looked good i was really happy to see the performance that she had she looked quick it's a very very nice performance from Alyssa Nair. um first club game obviously in a very long time uh yeah no i thought it was gonna end three two maybe i i thought that yeah. houston was gonna, get one, gonna get one back yeah um and and it just was kind of their bad luck that they didn't yeah i don't know this is not a houston dash podcast but um they're they're interesting to me because i think so much happened in 2021 that we barely had time to even like wrap our heads around the way their season ended. Right. Like just total dramatic collapse. Right. And then coming back, having lost some major pieces to, to their roster and adding one really important piece in, but it wasn't necessarily numbers wise, um, like for like, and their management is a really even keel, but it's just, 
yeah, sometimes you, you just, you always wonder a little bit and you don't want to overstate it. Right. Cause it's, it's the challenge cup. And yeah. if, if, if Chicago had lost three, one, I would have been like, it's the challenge yeah. cup. Right. You know, yeah. but, yeah. um, That's but too bad. yeah, no. exactly. So, so they'll, they'll regroup, they'll learn from it. But, um, yeah, I think, and I actually, the thing is, is I don't want to say that anybody who quote unquote underestimated Chicago was wrong because we didn't know anything. And that is because of the team. The team Mm -hmm. did not tell anybody anything about what we were going to see on the field. And so I would like to avoid a narrative of being like, nobody thought Chicago was going to be good because that's not fair. I don't think, Mm -hmm. I think it was just like, we know that there are players who are going to be playing that did not play at all in 2021. We know that there are going to be rookies playing that we have not seen play in preseason. We know that they had some good moments, but did not win any games in Portland. And we just got to see it when you see it. Right. And, and we're, we're going to learn more about them in the upcoming games as well. Um, but signs point to, we're going to find out, you know, we're going to find out this year, how much Rory Dames held them back tactically. Um, oh yeah. And, and in a way that I don't know if it's going to be definitive. I think it might be. Uh, and this was maybe just the first game of that, you know? Yeah. And you know what? This win for the Red Stars in, in terms of the Challenge Cup, I love I love you getting into, you know, post-game with them and, and asking Pew and asking Davidson about what they're trying to get out of Challenge Cup and you, two ballers, right? And they just said, win. I want to win it. And I love that energy, you know, um, challenge cup is what it is. Right. Um, but if, uh, you've got players out there that are wanting to gun for it, Hey, why not? Right. So I love that. It was just as simple and as raw as that it's, um, it's a little bit inside baseball, but it is always really funny because we are the talkers, right. And the writers. And we say, here's, here's like the reason why this team's going to want to do this. And here's the reason why this team's going to want to do this, but you kind of always get a little bit like, rightfully put back in your place when you speak to the players and they're just like win dummy (laughs) yeah what are we trying to get out of this you want to win that cup b (laughs) i was just like oh yeah yeah you're right that's a a great that's a really good idea guys that's a good idea yeah look let me go back on the podcast (laughs) talk about it yeah well you could win it yeah um they're off to a good start man you know this win that they got against houston um, next to North Carolina, there were the two teams that walked away with actual wins of the six games that took place yeah. over opening weekend and walked away with uh, multi-goal wins. You know, everyone mm-hmm. else walked away with a draw or a loss. Um, and at one point there was a game with a scoreless shot, right? So for Red Stars, they're on top of their group. They're on top of that yeah. central region division in Challenge Cup with the three points in their pocket. And looking at it, the preview portion of this episode, they're going to be facing off against Kansas City Current. Kansas City coming into town, going to be playing against Chicago Red Stars at Seat Geek Stadium Friday Oh, the weather is not going to be nice. I looked. Listen, we definitely <laughs> check be because rough. that's something that we have to look into. Yeah. As we 10 games sometimes. Yeah. It's not going to be great. Definitely nope. going to have some layers yeah. for sure. Maybe a hat. Um, yeah. Hat yeah. would be a great idea. Yeah. And uh, in terms of on the pitch between the players, I mean, we've got a Kansas city side that's coming in that has made a, uh, 
some acquisitions, yeah. right, over their offseason. Um, pretty talented players. And uh, they're coming into Chicago as one of those teams that walked away with a 1-1 draw over the weekend, right? Um, and maybe I think we might have some similar moments in which uh, we saw Chicago – um, you know, go up against scenarios against Houston where they might just get whipped crossed to yeah, death. Like, right. I mean, uh, it's just hard to, hard to, Kansas City against. has, has, yeah a number of players who are familiar with each other, right? Mm -hmm. They have a bunch of former North Carolina courage players, uh, in, in Haley Mace, Christy Hamilton, Sam Mewis, Lynn Williams. So for people who maybe only come here for the red stars, we love you. Thank you for doing that. Please stay here. But to let you know about what's going on with Kansas city, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, and you can also read about it uh, in, in the preview, uh, from me, if you're a subscriber, um, but they did, they all tried to do that to racing Louisville in their first game. You're talking about like 20 something crosses, 25, 26 crosses. Um, that didn't really result in too much, right? You're talking about 24 shots on goal. So like, there's a lot going on here from this Kansas city side that could maybe challenge or, or push Chicago's backline in a way, uh, that was either similar to maybe something that they saw in against Houston or maybe a next level up from that, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, uh, I hope that uh, there's not enough there. I hope that Kansas City is still trying to figure it out a little bit, you know, uh, and that, that Chicago can still sort of sneak out a win. But uh, I'm not going to act like uh, their 1-1 one, one draw doesn't mean that they don't have things figured out. I think it just sort of means that, like, there could be a second game in which they do figure it out, and that next yeah. one is coming up against Chicago. I think, right, I, I agree. I think that Kansas City, talent-wise, um, might be the most complete roster actually in the group um but they looked further away in their first game to to operating the way they're going to want to in the regular season than maybe chicago did does that if that makes sense oh yeah um so it's it's a timing thing mm -hmm. that works out in the red stars favor uh though obviously there's no guarantee that anybody ever figures anything out i don't know but um we've seen it happen or not happen but um yeah i think that uh, certainly the momentum between the two games is in Chicago's favor. Uh, kind of tough that I didn't even realize that Kansas city has to start the cup two road games. That's kind of rough, um, on them mm -hmm. as well. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that Kansas city has the ability to score a lot of goals this year. The question is just whether it happens on Friday. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, uh, we'll see if this turns into like a little bit of a weather match. Something that we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye. We're gonna want to keep the ball on the ground, probably yeah, as much get as possible. A little, feel off that in the air. It might not do what you want it to do. Yeah, that's absolutely something that we're paying attention to. I'm sure. Uh, Claire, based off what we saw in that first match against Houston, going into the second match, uh, what do you want to see more of from who? Is there someone that you're looking at to have like a key impact? And this next game coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw um, glimpses of what what Yuki and and Pew can do together. Um, just Yuki now, uh, which I think is yeah. sick as hell. Um, and we don't have to get into that, but I think it's great. Uh, and yeah, so I th there there were moments, and I think that was it was clear that these are two players that haven't really played together very much, but. Um, the ideas are there like you kind of laughed off there's that moment and i think like 
it was like the very beginning of the second half or the very end of the first half where Yuki played her like this perfect ball and she like skied it. And she was just like, I love, yeah. she's like, I love that ball, but I didn't quite I get definitely it. didn't do what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and we saw last year, sometimes Pew and the, I don't think, I don't say this in a bad way. She's, she's a competitor. Sometimes she'd get frustrated with the service that she was getting. And, yeah. and I think that Nagasato has the ability we've seen on to, uh, unlock yeah. stuff and especially if she's doing it without having to run the wings because she's got an outside back with a lot of freedom around her. I think that that is a good place for her to be. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see the Nagasato Pew partnership deepen a little bit. I don't even need goals from it, but just some cool yeah. stuff. I just um, like collaborating. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously I would like to see Morgan Gatra get some minutes because I would like her to be healthy and what, uh, Chris Petroselli said was it's a calf issue, not serious. Um, they're being cautious with it. Uh, they're hopeful that they'll have her. So we'll see. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Um, you know, if they are like taking extra precautions with it. I wouldn't mind like seeing like an off the bench scenario. If that's something yeah. in the cards, right. Um, so maybe, for- maybe put a game to sleep at the end. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much. Especially like when I'm looking at like the numbers from last game from Kansas city going into this week, I'll be like, man, like, you know, who would like help close out a game really well, like Morgan Gatra, like just right. being very calm and collecting that ball. Um, so if that is in the cards, uh, for them, I would like to see it. Um, I'm with you hundred percent on, uh, Nagas, uh, Yuki and the uh, Pew going ahead and continuing their collabo. Um, and I hope that there's still like room with Petroselli's Red Stars for these these newer faces to yeah. continue to get time. So I'm including, you know, Ella Stevens. I'm including I'm including Zoe Morris, you know, in, in that conversation as well. To players who have been hanging around since that 2020 draft, and hopefully can start getting consecutive minutes and building on those right and building confidence. Um, yeah, and I would I I really loved what we saw out of Tatum Alazo as that as a extra center back she did great there. she was the, really really good yeah the pink streaks are very powerful yeah. <laughs> and like, i want to <laughs> yeah, exactly. i want to see them yeah. i want to i want to like yeah. see more so um i just want to could see some continued development from what we saw in that first game into into the second into this uh second uh challenge cup match and so i'm excited to see the newbies in person right the the brand yeah. new ones yeah it's uh, we always get a different perspective. We say, right. When we actually get to see these games live and in person sort of see the whole pitch, right. Versus certain, just, just certain angles, um, on a stream. Uh, so I'm sure we'll have even more to say, right. When we actually get one of those types of games in where we can view everything as a whole. Uh, so we're excited for it. Uh, let us know if you guys, uh, out there are going to attend, this challenge cup game let us know if you're excited about it what you want to see who you're excited to see um we love hearing from you all when you get a second to uh to chat with us and give us uh give us your takes so uh hope you've enjoyed everything that you have heard on today's episode if you do just want to let you know there's a number of ways you can support us the most direct way to do that is via our patron so head on over to Southside chat patron and find a tier that works for you we've got all different kinds of subscriptions for two dollars twenty five dollars different perks work in there with artwork from you yourself and uh, if subscribing and uh, helping us out financially is not something you're able to do right now we understand things are hard however the number of other ways you can support us you can do that by following us on social media channels like twitter or instagram at southside chat pod with one letter d or you can go ahead and find us on anchor spotify itunes leave us a rating and a review that stuff helps us out so so much hit the five stars hit the positive rating we'd appreciate it continue your uh, support of black players and black life continue to make the choices with your mask when asked everybody get vaccinated if you're able wash your hands wash your face wash everything and claire and i will be back with a recap of the first challenge component